Don't you just love it when somebody starts a conversation with you by saying, can I say something to you without you getting mad? (laughs) You know it's going to be one of those conversations. Coming to you from Riverside, California, and podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb, and this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, the daily podcast where we read the entire Bible in a year. What's it like in your neck of the woods today? Man, it was a hot one here. Welcome. It's good to have you here. I've been looking forward to spending time with you all day long. I just published the latest newsletter a few minutes ago. If you're signed up for it and it hasn't hit your inbox, check your spam folder and then whitelist it. Now, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you definitely should. Go to news.lifespringmedia.com. Your name and email address is safe with me. I won't sell it. Promise. Our reading today is Job, chapters 3 and 4. And then I'll give you some of my thoughts on those chapters. And then there's the On This Day in Church History segment. And we'll have some prayer requests at the end of the show. Let's begin. Job chapter 3. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job spoke and said, May the day perish on which I was born, and the night in which it was said, A male child is conceived. May that day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor the light shine upon it. May darkness and the shadow of death claim it. May a cloud settle on it. May the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, May darkness seize it. May it not rejoice among the days of the year. May it not come into the number of the months. Oh, may that night be barren. May no joyful shout come into it. May those curse it who curse the day, those who are ready to arouse Leviathan. May the stars of its morning be dark. May it look for light but have none, and not see the dawning of the day, because it did not shut up the doors of my mother's womb nor hide sorrow from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the womb? Why did the knees receive me? Or why the breasts that I should nurse? For now I would have lain still and been quiet. I would have been asleep. Then I would have been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who built ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver. Or why was I not hidden like a stillborn child, like infants who never saw light? There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They do not hear the voice of the oppressor, the small and greater there, and the servant is free from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery, and life to the bitter of soul, who long for death, but it does not come, and search for it more than hidden treasures? who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they can find the grave. Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden and whom God has hedged in? For my sighing comes before I eat, and my groanings pour out like water. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Job chapter 4 Eliphaz. Job, will you be annoyed if I speak? I can't keep quiet any longer. You have taught many people and given strength to feeble hands. When someone stumbled, weak and tired, your words encouraged him to stand. Now it's your turn to be in trouble, and you are too stunned to face it. 
You worshipped God, and your life was blameless, so you should have confidence and hope. Think back now. Name a single case where someone righteous met with disaster. I've seen people plow fields of evil and plant wickedness like seed. Now they harvest wickedness and evil. Like a storm, God destroys them in His anger. The wicked roar and growl like lions, but God silences them and breaks their teeth. Like lions with nothing to kill and eat, they die, and all their children are scattered. Once a message came quietly, so quietly I could hardly hear it. Like a nightmare, it disturbed my sleep. I trembled and shuddered. My whole body shook with fear. A light breeze touched my face, and my skin crawled with fright. I could see something standing there. I stared, but I couldn't tell what it was. Then I heard a voice out of the silence. Can anyone be righteous in the sight of God or be pure before His Creator? God does not trust His heavenly servants. He finds fault even with His angels. Do you think He will trust a creature of clay, a thing of dust that can be crushed like a moth? We may be alive in the morning, but die unnoticed before evening comes. All that we have is taken away. We die still lacking wisdom. They say that one of the best indicators of one's strength of character and, I'll throw in, relationship with God, is how we deal with hardship. Do we collapse like a house of cards, or do we rise up, steal ourselves, ask the Lord for wisdom and strength, and keep on keeping on? How we react to circumstances is a choice. We decide. Well, as chapter 3 opens, Job has just lost nearly everything. Most of his wealth, his children, and his health. And his wife has just told him to curse God and die. Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> he doesn't have much more to lose, does he? Well, remember, Satan wins if Job does curse God. That was Satan's challenge. And so, with the opening of chapter 3, we have the opening salvo in the battle for Job's mind and soul. Will he curse God? Will he fold? How will he decide to deal with his great loss, the physical and emotional pain he's in? How will he think about what others think about him? What will he think about God in light of his circumstances? Well, most of the remainder of this book that bears his name will reveal the answers to these questions. We'll see Job's character and his relationship with God, and maybe we can learn from Job so that when we face loss and pain, as everybody does, we'll be better prepared to make choices for our reactions that will glorify God. And as the chapter opens, Job curses the day he was born and the night that he was conceived. Given his present suffering, he'd rather have never existed. Well, that makes me think of the Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. You know the story. Stewart's character, George Bailey, a good man who's loved by his wife, his kids, and most of the little town he lives in, comes into some tough times through no fault of his own. And in the depths of feeling sorry for himself, and as he ponders whether or not he should jump off of the bridge and into the icy drink, he says, I wish I'd never been born. And so an angel arranges for his wish to come true and then proceeds to show George how the world would have been much worse off without him. It's a good movie that the lovely Lady Leanne and I watch nearly every year. Well, of course, Joby is admittedly much worse off than George Bailey, and he has quite a lot to say in the midst of his misery. It's really pretty pathetic, but you have to have some empathy for him if you've ever been in a hard place. 
I'm not making light at all of his circumstances, but he really let it out. But he did not curse God. Can you imagine the enemy's frustration? <laughs> I love that. I love to make the enemy angry. Well, so after Job speaks for a while, one of the three friends who have come to sit with him decides that he can't take it anymore. He's got to say something. <laughs> Don't you just love it when somebody starts a conversation with you by saying, can I say something to you without you getting mad? <laughs> you know it's going to be one of those conversations. Well, that's how Eliphaz begins his talk. That's just how I would want a friend to start things off when I'm in agony. How about you? Maybe not. Well, then Eliphaz goes on to say that people reap what they sow, the implication being that Job must have done something to deserve what he's going through. Now remember, the only thing Job has done to deserve what's happening to him is to have lived a blameless life. Imagine what he must be thinking right about now as his well-meaning friend is speaking. Job was a better man than I, so maybe I can't really put myself in his place, but my guess is that he wasn't smiling in agreement with Eliphaz. Several years ago, my son Stephen was very, very sick. He was quite literally at death's door. His mom and I didn't know if he would live or die. And the people we appreciated the most were those who demonstrated love to us and to my son with their time and with their meals and even with financial assistance. They knew that all our time and emotional energy was invested in caring for our boy. That kind of friend is like a breath of fresh air. They bring healing and a ray of sunshine to a dark place. So be that kind of friend. Don't be an Eliphaz. What do you think? Please send me your comments at comment.lifespringmedia.com and I'll share some of those comments from the Lifespring family on the show. Remember, this show isn't just for you to listen to. I want you to participate as a family does. You're very much a part of the show, so comment. You can also email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. I've talked quite a bit about streaming sats and boosting and boostograms, but I haven't said a lot about dollars. But dollars are how most of us think when we consider value, when you think about what something is worth. Your car is worth so many dollars. If you work for an employer, your time is worth so many dollars per hour, usually. But sometimes it's not quite as easy to quantify the value of something in dollars. What is your health worth? What about a night out with your spouse or a significant other? It's hard to put a dollar figure on that, right? Is it five dollars? Twenty dollars? A hundred? A thousand? Well, that sort of depends on you and your circumstances, doesn't it? For some people, $5 might be all they can afford. I've been there. For someone else, $1,000 wouldn't even dent the budget. I haven't been there. Does the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible have value for you? You're listening, so I guess it has some value. How much value it has is something that only you can decide. Do you think that helping people read through the Bible in a year is a good thing? Is helping you read through the Bible a good thing? Do the thoughts I share at the end of each day's reading help you understand or help you think more about what we've read? All I'm asking is that you decide and then help keep the show going by sending me whatever value you think it's worth. There are some suggestions and some rewards over at support.lifespringmedia.com. I encourage you to go on over there and take a look. But listen, 
Every donation, no matter what size, is very much appreciated. Now, a big part of value for value is time, talent, or treasure. You've heard me talk about that. I've been talking about treasure, but time and talent is very important too. And Tim is a self-described computer guy who emailed me today to offer some of his company's time and resources, time and talent. We're still talking about how that might happen, but I wanted to acknowledge his email here on the show. Tim, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. However you support the show, as members of the Lifespring family, you are very much a part of producing this show, and when you support it, you're helping to spread the good news. God bless you. How'd you find the show? Did a friend tell you? Did you hear about the show on another podcast? Did somebody at church tell you about it? Let me know. Email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com and use the subject line, here's where I found you. Kirsty emailed me today from Perth, Western Australia. Some time ago, she downloaded a free chapter of my book, Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide, so she was on my mailing list over there. I sent an email to that list when we were about to start the new season here, and she says in the email she sent to me today, Your email came just at the time I was considering looking for a podcast so I could more effectively use my time when driving. What timing! I'm really enjoying so far, and I'm looking forward to reading through the whole Bible for the first time. I've shared the link with my mum and hope to be able to discuss the readings with her regularly. Okay, so how very cool is that? Kirsty, thank you for letting me know that my email worked. God bless you. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am that you'll be joining us for your very first time through the entire Bible. That's awesome. That's what makes this whole thing worthwhile. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So please tell me how you found the podcast. Steve at LifespringMedia.com and use the subject line, Here's Where I Found You. This day in church history, September 9th, 1747, Thomas Koch was born. He was the first Methodist consecrated as a bishop to America. He served with Francis Asbury from 1784 to 1797 and later became president of the English Methodist Conference. He died at sea in 1814 while sailing to do missionary work in India. And on September 9, 1912, a young millionaire by the name of William W. Borden was ordained. He volunteered to serve with a China Island mission and went to Cairo to study Arabic in preparation for working with China's Muslim population. But while in Egypt, he contracted cerebrospinal meningitis and died at just 26 years old in 1913. So Kirsty from Perth downloaded a free chapter of Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide to see if it would be a good fit for her. Guess what? You can do the same thing. I happen to think that it's the greatest addition you could ever make to your library, besides the Bible, of course, but I might be partial. So instead of listening to me, how about listening to this review from someone who bought a copy at Amazon? This person says, I teach a weekly Bible lesson, and I have trouble getting all the names correct. This book is a huge help, easy to use and handy. I have it on my phone. Well, it sounds like maybe this reviewer just might agree with me. But you be the judge. Go to BibleNames.link, download the free chapter, take a look, and decide for yourself. And when you buy the book, 
You're helping to support this show, and because you're helping, I want to give you a discount since you're part of the Lifespring family. When you check out, be sure to use discount code PODCAST, and I'll give you a 25% discount. But you can only get that discount at BibleNames.link. Well, family, tomorrow we're going to read Isaiah chapters 7 through 11. Be sure you're subscribed. You know how to do that. If you don't, just look in your podcast app for my name or the name of the podcast. Nearly every podcast app on the planet will find it for you. But of course, I'm partial to the Podcasting 2.0 apps that you'll find at newpodcastapps.com because then you can stream sats and boost when you hear something that you particularly like on the show. So now it's time to boost. <laughs> boost. 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 Okay, now it's time to really get down to business. Prayer requests. Tim sent a prayer request and a praise report when he visited prayer.lifespringmedia.com. His prayer request is for his friend Morgan, who's being tested with false accusations. Tim says, may he be brought closer to God and put on a path that isn't guided by the world, but by the Spirit. And then he's got a praise report, and it's for this podcast and finally being able to get through reading the whole Bible. Well, Tim, I praise God for you, brother. Hang in there, and we will get through the whole year together, God willing. So let's pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, again we come to you and we thank you for this opportunity to come together as a family to lift up these prayer requests and praises before you. You've told us that when two or more are gathered, there you are in the midst of them. And we're virtually gathered, and we thank you for your presence. Father, you are good. You are holy and you are worthy, and um, we're so thankful, Lord, that we belong to you. Thank you, Lord, for calling us. Thank you, God, for giving us the faith to believe in you. Lord, you heard Tim's request. His friend Morgan is being tested with false accusations. First off, God, I pray, Lord, that these false accusations would be very clearly shown to be false and that Morgan's reputation would be um, uh, restored. But No matter what happens, we pray, God, that in the midst of all of this, God, that you would draw him closer to you. Help him, Lord, to feel the presence of your Holy Spirit in his life. Help him, Lord, to have the right attitude uh, toward his enemies, toward this situation, and help him, most of all, draw close to you. Give him strength, Lord. Give him courage. Give him grace, Lord. Father, may the Holy Spirit guide his every move in this situation. And Lord, I thank you for calling me to this podcast, and I thank you, Lord, for calling this family of believers to be family members here. I pray, God, that you would bless each one who's listening right now and in the future. Help us, God, as we read through your word this year to draw closer to you, no matter how many times we've been through it. I thank you, Lord, that some are here and are going through the entire Bible for the very first time. I pray, God, that you would give them the discipline and the desire and the thirst to listen to every single episode. Help them, Lord. Draw them close. Reveal yourself to each one of us, Lord, in ways that we have never seen you before. You gave us your word, Lord, to reveal yourself to us. And Lord, I know every time I open the Bible, I learn something new. And I pray, God, that that would be true for every person who is a member of this family. We all pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Beloved, when you send your prayer requests in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com, I promise to pray for you in my daily private prayer time and here on the show. Be sure to tell a friend or family member or even an enemy about the show. One way we can make the world a better place is to get God's Word into more hands and more ears, don't you think? That's what this show is all about. Comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. I'll read some of your comments on the show, and I really do want to hear from you. It encourages me and gives me a fun reason to sit down in front of the mic. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thanks for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye.